0: WSTN-DB-HD1, Atlanta, Charlotte, a situations media station, giving you the news of the world from the eyes of our community. It's Straight No Chaser with Corey on The 102.6 The Situation. Good morning, beautiful broadcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode where it's stirred, not shaken. So, awaken your minds because it's time for Straight No Chasers. And I don't know about y'all, but this week was so like somber, like it just was going slow and, you know, where was productive, but the product productivity just wasn't giving you the energy that you need. Cause you know, when you finish something, you feel like you can face the world when you done something, you like, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to do this next. Cause I just finished that. And it was not, it was not giving, it wasn't giving. Um, Especially working in politics, I know here in PA we have our primaries, and even the results was kind of like, eh, we'll see what happens. I have um, <laughs> I have a little to no uh, enthusiasm for what's to come in November. But, you know, we still got a couple months. It's only May, and we have a lot of months until November. So, Hopefully, once the campaigns kick up and we see more of their faces, the governor, Josh Shapiro, him, this is just for PA. I don't know what's going on. In different parts of, you know, I know North Carolina had a really good primary. Um, I'm super proud of North Carolina in particular. Shout out to them. Um, and in particular, the Democrats. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, they showed out for, um, for their Senate races. But anyway, move forward. I am looking forward to continuing to do my job, continuing to talk to people and let them know how important it is to vote. And, you know, the conversation always is like, oh, nobody does anything for me. These, rep- these politicians don't do anything. They just do this. And it's just, I mean, some of it is true and some of it is not true. It's like they have a lot of power and it's only the power that we allow them to have if we vote for them. And if you don't vote for them, you're giving them just as much power because you're giving giving up your power to you know to somebody else to choose what you want. Um, so just, that's just another rant about why it's important to vote. Look out for your state's midterm elections. If your state is having a primary, maybe in a couple weeks or in June, pay attention. Vote for who you feel is going to, who is running on policies that you agree with. If you don't agree with them, don't vote for them. And if you are somebody who is well aware of, you know, political strategies, then you might vote. More strategically around, oh, who I, who can I vote for that I know can defeat the Republican opponent? That's just, you know, how people think sometimes. But if you're thinking on emotions, that's fine, too. Either way, just vote. I don't know how else to say this. <laughs> it's important to vote however you want to do it. Just get out. Either there's still Melon ballots and... It might not, and if the the Republicans win, mail-in ballots might not be an option anymore. So, while it is an option, you should use it. Because I see a lot of excuses. Oh, I didn't make it to the polls. I couldn't do it. My back was hurting. A lot of excuses. Mail-in ballots are still available. You can register. You can do all of that and get in the ballot in time for November. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, my topics for today are BNC, the Black News Channel. And we're going to talk about Peyton um, Gendron and um, how it proves that critical race theory should be um, taught in school. The Black News Channel is the nation's fastest-growing news network and the only provider of 24/7 plat- multi-platform programming dedicated to covering the unique perspectives, challenges, and successes of Black and Brown communities. They were launched in 2020, February 2020, um, right after George Floyd incident. Um, founded by um, Robert John Belinté. This is a white man who just happens to be, uh, really into making sure that black voices are heard. Um, hosted, um, by a host of anchors and journalists, um, like Sharon Reed, Michael Hill, Laverne McGee, Dell Walters, and most famously, I know of, is Mark Lamont Hill, Kelly Wright, and Charles Blow. <coughs> <coughs> Far too long, people of color have been overlooked and underserved by news media. BNC is committed to building bridges and understanding through inclusion and equality with balanced and thoughtful coverage that illuminates and celebrates people of color. Um, the reason why that's so important that just one line is because a lot of um, mainstream media um, don't really have a clue on what it looks like to share black. News. They think that they can Google something and have an understanding, or like a researcher. They can sit and have a conversation with somebody and still grasp um, what's going on politically, socially, culturally, um, sports-wise. Um, there's a lot of disconnect that we've seen from our mainstream media,s like CNN and Fox and ABC and MSB- NBC. <coughs> so <coughs> they're given. A platform for Black people, and Brown people to tell their own stories. Amazing, <laughs> that, that? I and I, I also applied to Black news channel, and they didn't, they didn't accept me. But that's cool too. I appreciate them for, um, doing what they're doing regardless. And I don't hold no, I don't hold no bad feelings. Um, I still, you know, I have my platform here, and I'm going to rock out. Cause you're going to wish that you would have brought me on. Period. Anyway, (laughs) BNC provides an unbiased and unapologetic presentation of the nation's top stories as well as culturally specific content that is not presented anywhere else. BNC's programming features exclusive interviews, expert commentary, insightful debates, and in-depth analysis from leading black voices. If you've ever watched BNC Truth... Um, led by Mark Lamont Hill, you you see the different um, conversations that he's having, and some of them can get kind of uncomfortable because, like you said, it's very unapologetic and it's unbiased. And I can see that. Um I don't think I could be unbiased and have some of these conversations, but Mark Lamont Hill does a great job at asking the questions and not holding back. It's very, and you know, sometimes <laughs> you can see. You know, his frustration come out, but he's always been professional. He's always been kind of like, I got to stick to why I wanted to interview this person in the first place. It's not to make them upset. It's not to get them frazzled and um run off the show. It's just to get across the truth. Like here, straight no chases. <laughs> From award-winning journalist and industry rising stars, BNC provides an unprecedented platform to unpack and examine the prominent role that race is playing within its crucial period of history. Like I said, this is around the Joy Floyd incident. Um, everybody was angry, looting, and rioting. I think they had like a hundred-day protest in all the different cities. There was a lot to cover, especially for a new a new news network, how can you cover all these different cities, how they're feeling their emotions, and put it into, you know, a show, right? It was it was a lot to cover, and they did such a good job making sure that um, people felt heard. <laughs> people weren't just out there writing for no reason. People weren't just going out there looting for no reason. And some people, you know, were, especially the ones that weren't black. Um, and young people. People were out there looting their own neighborhoods. A lot of people were frustrated with that. A lot of black people were frustrated with that, and a lot of black people were um, enthused by that. There was a mixture of both, and I don't think that CNN, Fox News, any of them ever captured the black pers the black perspective on riot and looting. They always they always want to have the conversation of all oh, these looters, these rioters, and never had the conversation with or understanding about the conversation that black people were having in their homes. Cause I did not feel safe. <laughs> I did not want to go outside. When they said when they when they said it was a curfew, I'm in the house. Belinda's in the house. There's some people who were who potentially could have lost their jobs. People who work in insurance <laughs> that, you know, especially black people who were in big roles you now taking away the roles because they should have known. They should have known this was going to happen, and and that's how you know you you don't you don't you don't have control in your in your workspace, right? You 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 give you're given this opportunity, and just like they give you this opportunity, they can easily take it away because somebody randomly decided they want to break a window, right? Things that can be out of key, your control. Nobody's picking up that frustration. Nobody is bringing that to the light because everybody's just trying to get ratings and talk about how crazy these these rioters are. How looting is is just another reason. It's just another way to show but show how black people are these crazy crazy ghetto ratchet these criminals and they don't really have anything good about them, right? It just continues this narrative that black people don't matter or shouldn't matter. <clears throat> and I appreciate C for bringing to light the conversations, the part of the conversation that we needed most. and is that why did George Floyd get nailed on for nine minutes? and we think that where the conversation should be about whether or not um, Gucci lost the window? No, we're that's not what we're gonna talk about <laughs> at all. So I appreciate them. BNC places correspondence and boots on the ground in diverse communities from coast to coast. They deliver eyewitness accounts and reporting on stories that issues and issues that are central to the black and brown experience. Together BNC and BNC Go can be assessed through over two hundred and fifty million. Channels via agreement in place in most major cable and satellite providers, OTT platforms, and internet connected devices. Collectively, we are committed to inform entertainment and educate all of those who search for knowledge, understanding, and empowerment. We speak. It, look, this is not me, but they speak for a community who finally see their stories portrayed in the media every day, told by journalists who look like and understand them. The audience will finally see its reflection rather than its projection. Using truth as our guiding principle, we don't just capture the news, we set it free. <coughs> Michael Michael Montel's show, BNC Truth, called in people who have conversations, called in people to have conversations that we rarely see on CNN Fox ABC NBC etc we are never going to get that from them ever <laughs> because a lot of people are paying NBC ABC and <clears throat> whoever Fox CNN to not tell the stories um, the reason why the but, um, I'm talking about black news channel in particular on my, Black Political News show is because recently they've lost their top contributor, billionaire Shahid Khan. He's a Pakistan American (laughs) who also is a huge majority owner of the Jaguar, the Florida Jaguars. Jacksonville, Jack, yeah, Jaguars. Jack Listen, I'm not good with the sports or football teams, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> he um, invested a lot into the show. Was top was the top contributor, and once and he decided um, back in this in 2022, March 2022, February 2022, to stop funding, stop giving his money. I was not able to find out the reason. I'm not sure. However, as you know, the founder of BNC is white. The top contributor is a Pakistani-American. Now, Pakistan... He's brown. You might, might even say he's black if you feel like that, which would you want to say because whereas Pakistan in the Middle East, quote unquote in my opinion, Middle East is just a part of Africa, but that's just me. That's what I say. But if you want to, you know, be geographically correct, Middle East, we call them brown. But I call them black. But ultimately, that's not really culturally, socially um, assimilate to the black culture or understanding about who we are and what we need politically. He might he might um, not sure how um, but he's he's literally ended because the black news channel no longer is on air because of his decision to no longer fund his part. And it's very easy. For somebody who never cared to get up and say, oh, I'm just going to not pay that check today. And I'm very disappointed. And I'm not disappointed in him because you can do what you want with your money. If you don't feel like this is what you want to invest in anymore, go ahead. Invest in something else. But nobody else. And maybe, maybe they're looking for new investors, but nobody else, not one black billion, because we've got some black billionaires, Jay-Z, Diddy, Beyonce, Rihanna, a lot of y'all, <laughs> it's a lot of them, and not one, not any of them, especially those who, who might have watched it or seen it, nobody else wanted to be like, hey, here's, here's one million, here's, Here's 100000 It's disappointing. Because th- we talk a lot. Black people talk so much. We, we show up. We are the biggest consumers. The biggest consumers. But we can't even keep our black news channel running. And I'm not saying that they didn't do a good job or they didn't do their part. Also, on the other hand, they had, uh, they were also sued for gender discrimination because somebody found out that the women anchors were getting paid less than the black anchors. Now, I can't really say that these women were, you know, more popular or less popular, but I don't think anybody was on the scale of Mark Lemon Hill. So of course Mark Lemon Hill might get paid more, but I don't know about these other you know, male anchors or what their you know reporting history is. But what's going on with that? <laughs> how do how do you even find that out? Like how do you even have that conversation? Like, oh, you get paid this? Oh. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and that's just, you know, that's just an add-on to, you know, every time about, every time black people try to do something, it's like, it never. And like I imagine it's the same thing for probably CNN or Fox or any other, any other news network. If you're more famous or have a, bo- a bigger following, you're going to get paid more. But, of course, when people are in their feelings or feel like it should be equal based off of how they feel it should be equal, then you'll have have this discrepancy. But it looks so bad because this is the first news network for black people, and we're struggling on all accounts. So I don't know. I feel like Mark Mahill will continue to die because that's what he's been doing. I know he has a a bookstore here in Philly that does really well. But for some reason, people keep throwing rocks at his window, breaking his window like every other day. Like, what are you trying to steal, books? Like why you had to steal a book? Like why are you trying to steal a book? I don't know. <laughs> I would be so mad if I had to fix a window every other day just like and I like what is like he's done nothing to anybody. But that's just Philly. Philly is annoying. <laughs> I love my city. But um yeah, pray for the Black News channel because I really want them to thrive. I really want them to meet the expectations that they set for themselves, um, maybe using um investors that actually look like the people that you're representing could probably be a different, a change because something that work. and and my this is my guess, this is my assumption. Don't take this as word, you know. But I feel like some of the conversation that Marco my was having might not have been so. It's kind of giving me, like, Colin Kaepernick vibes, like, shh, be quiet. And, like, him, like, Shahid Khan being associated with NFL and people he, you know, invest with on the side might have told him, like, excuse me, like, <laughs> might have put a little bug in his ear, like, this is not okay to say or, like, you know, made him feel, made him less popular within his close circles and, you know, in the NFL. So, This is just my opinion. I'm not sure if this is true, but I imagine that as an investor, somebody that I knew was giving me slack on an investment that I was making, I probably would start making an investment as well because I felt like I don't want to lose my friends trying to back something I really don't have a passion for, nor do I feel benefited by. It's me me doing a service to somebody, helping them out and ultimately losing friendships or losing respect for my colleagues, mm, I would give something up to, and it wouldn't be my friends. So, that's just my opinion. It's not facts. It's not something I read. It's not something I just feel like that's... It's a reasonable, reasonable reason to not pay that bill. Moving on. Last Saturday... Peyton Gendron, 18 year old from Broome County, New York, killed 10 people and wounded three. Um, 13, 11 out of 13 were black. He drove around in the p- Topps parking lot of Buffalo, New York, and filmed himself on a GoPro with heavily heavy, heavy armor, helmet, gloves parked right in front of the tops on live. On live, he was on GoPro. He was recording it on GoPro to to stream on a platform called Twitch. Now, I've never heard of this platform before, but according to his 100-page manifesto that he drawed out explaining his plan and why... He said that he used Twitch because that was the only free platform where they probably weren't going to shut him off immediately as he started his killing spree. He had this totally thought out, you know, why not to use Facebook Live and why not to use Instagram Live or any of these other social media platforms. He used Twitch because he knew that he could at least get two two to ten minutes worth of his you know, live to kill and terrorize a bunch of black Americans. When he got out the car, you can see him immediately just start shooting anyone who's in his path. I believe the first one he shot was actually this white lady getting out of her car to go into the store or unpack a cart. You know your mom is about to, you know. She said, You stay here, I'm about to go get the car, pull up the car, and get, you know, that's what it was. She falls out, continues to shoot, shoot through the glass window of the tops, killing the security guard on site. Um, he's an armed security guard at that, so he really had no chance. So even if he was shooting at Peyton, it wouldn't have worked because Peyton was heavily um, armed. Like, guarded. Like, he had a bulletproof vest on, a helmet, a lot of protection. On his gun in the middle of the video, you can see the words... Nigger. The, you know, here's your reparations. A lot of different connotations to by supremacist groups and just, just all around hate. And one of the things that he did when he got in there, he saw a white man and he like aimed the gun at him and then he apologized once he realized he was white. Kept going. Continued to terrorize other people until he leaves out, puts a gun to his face or neck, and then puts it down. Takes off all his armor, puts the gun down, and gets on the ground and surrender. Police get there. They pat him down, put him in the car, and gently, gently put him in the car at that. And take him to prison or jail, take him to jail. Where he is now being charged with first degree murder. Now, New York has very complex laws around killing multiple people. You only can charge. It's it's very hard to charge somebody with first-degree murder in the first place. So the fact that he's being only charged with one count of first-degree murder for killing 10 people um, is a lot for New York. So um, I think most of his case will be um, with the federal government under domestic terrorist attacks. I feel like he should be charged with a hate crime as well because he wrote out... And I don't don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. And I don't think, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of the, you know, I think the families of the people, the families of the people that passed away, not passed away, that were murdered, the victims, I think, they still want to know why. And make it make sense, right? And so he tells why in this 180-page manifesto. Manifesto is a public declaration of policies and aims, especially one issued before an election by a political party or candidate. So they keep calling this uh, a uh a 100 page manifesto but he's not a political candidate or an elected official. This is a 100-page and I'm 100-page document, essay. Most of the time I felt like when he was typing it, I felt like he was just recording it on like, you know, a Google voice where you can like say the words and it'll come out you don't even have to type it. You just speak it, and then they'll type it out for you. Cause that's how I was it sounded. Like it sounded like he was talking. It wasn't sound like he was like really typing anything, like or trying to write uh, in any form. It was just, yeah, I'm gonna go get this. I'm gonna go get this helmet from this shop and this bulletproof vest from this from either one, two, three of these shops because this one has this. How, how much? It has this type of body uh, material. It has this type of, like, all these specifics of, you know, why he's using each and every single, like, his gun, the the camera that he used to record on Twitch. Like, he's just explained everything. Like, it's probably took him more than a year to get up the courage to do this. So this is probably before he was even 18, but he waited until he was 18. That's weird. (laughs) <laughs> Why at least when you remember <laughs> so that you not get charged as an adult right or maybe he was just making sure that his parents would be held accountable right it was a lot it was a lot in this document one of the things was replacement theory the idea that people sorry, sorry Jews were having babies with black people causing the white race to lose population. Increasing the amount of multi-race kids, um, and also white liberals present, you know, pushing immigration policies that are less restricting and against conservatives' ideals or white supremacist ideals. He Wrote out exactly why black people were less than white men, or black why black people were not as smart. mind you, there was a guy. It was a it was a black man who said because before before Payton went and shot all these people inside of this top supermarket, this. He he scoped out the place the day before. I think that's yeah. He came the day before and he was sitting and this black man came and sat down next to him just talking and they had a conversation. This black man said they had over an hour and forty-five minute conversation because he said he had a shirt on that said he was a genius. So this black man had a conversation with a guy that had a shirt that said genius on it. You're sitting in front of Tops. Like, not in front of the world, trade centers, in front of the world, like, anything. But you think because this little boy, this HMO, has a journal named Genius, that this is the time to go talk to this boy. And so you go and you sit you know, next to him. You have a conversation. Y'all talk about critical race theory, and you talk about race and all the worlds, and, and you say, oh, he actually is a genius. Just for him to come back the next day, and shoot you, or you know, he actually, actually, he he was across the street at the time, so he didn't get shot. But had he been, had he been at the same tops that he was yesterday, in front on on the bench in front of the tops, he probably would have died too. But he wrote this whole manifesto page saying how dumb black people are, how their IQ was so much lower, so they must prove that they're inferior. And we can't get along. No, their dark diversity is 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 doesn't make sense because so many groups together, one of them has to be the leader, and of course, we have to be. <laughs> we can't get along because all of it. We can't all be, you know, in one area at the same time, mind you. This replacement theory is, you know, saying that you know. We're trying to take over white men's territory, and I and I'm know I'm going over. Forgive me. But this is why critical race theory is so important. These there's a different history being taught in these schools. There are different conversations happening. I have to I have to go to to English lit class and and listen to William you know William Shakespeare and all these different other white writers, and then go to history class, African American history class, or any other class, and sit there and decipher between Frederick Douglass, Frederick, Frederick I'm sorry, <laughs> Frederick Douglass, and W.E.B. Du Bois. And what are they doing? Like, Are they doing the same thing? Are they learning what American history looks like with the black people in it? Or are they learning... Or are they learning that American history is African American history? Is does does heartedly fullheartedly mean we have to celebrate not only white achievements but black black innovation and black success despite despite where where we were originally supposed to you know be, be doing, like where were we supposed to be going. We're supposed to just be slaves. We're supposed to be brought here to be brought here to be labor. Free labor. They don't get that. (laughs) We, We didn't want to be here. This was not an option. This was forced upon us. We're not trying to replace anybody. We're not trying to take over the world. We just want and the fact that he's like, here's your reparations, like, we're, we are not at all, and I think majority of black people don't want what's not owed to us, and we don't want the whole thing, we don't want the whole piece of the pot, we just want... America, even if reparations, reparation doesn't always mean money, reparation looks like critical race theory telling your kids, yeah your great great grandmother used to do this, and this is your history and so we know we have to look at oh, so back then when the constitution was first written y'all purposefully put into the constitution the one clause that says that if slavery is over but if you get arrested, You are now a slave to the state right after freeing slaves. And then as soon as y'all wrote that, y'all continue continue to arrest black people for no reason. (laughs) For no reason. Just to put them back into slavery. And now making up more than 50% of the population of the jails, prisons. We don't, we don't want to have that conversation with our kids because it doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. But at the end of the day, it needs to be had. It needs to be had because look look, look what they do. They write 180-page essays that sounds like they have never read a book outside of their white supremacist <laughs> white literature. So I'll continue to push for people to learn about American history in its entirety, not just the ones that feel good, not just the part that's all romanticized, the parts that make him look crazy, the part of history where you're like, "Wow, America's a little different." Yeah, it is. And so, I'm going to be an advocate. I don't know about y'all. Y'all can continue to have these conversations with people about how it's making their kids sad. To not be, to be anti-racist is to be racist. (laughs) Like, how? To be against policies that you know for sure were created under racist agendas. How is that racist? But that's just me. I'm going to move on. I appreciate y'all for listening. And I hope y'all were stirred, not shaken. And y'all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy every bit of it. Laugh. Hold your kids. Even cry a little bit. If you want to cry, you cry. You go out and you scream. And then you come back and you get yourself together. Because... It's a beautiful day. It's gonna to continue to be a beautiful day. I appreciate y'all. For, I appreciate you all for tuning in and coming on a straight no chases, cause it's like that every time. Straight to the point. Give, I'm gonna give it to y'all all just like this. And come back again on one hundred two point six situation to hear more. Love you.